DeAndre Robinson, Alex Taylor, and the Louisville men's basketball loss at Notre Dame on Saturday. There's a lot of stuff to talk about on today's episode of the Locked On Louisville podcast. Stay tuned. You are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome in to another episode of the Locked On the Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. Today's episode brought to you by LinkedIn. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your 2023 goals. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. As always, I want to say thank you all for making us your first listen of the day. Just a reminder that the Locked On the Louisville podcast is free on all streaming services five days a week. Your team, every day. Two new offers have been given out by the Louisville football program uh, to um, four-star defensive lineman DeAndre Robinson and four-star wide receiver Alex Taylor, both in the 2024 class. We'll talk about those recruitments. We'll also talk about the Louisville men's basketball team's 76-62 to loss to the Notre Dame Fighting Irish on Saturday. So we'll begin um, by talking about a new offer from the state of Florida. It's not the South Florida area, um, but if you remember a couple weeks ago, I said that the Cardinals needed to increase that or revitalize that uh, Sunshine State Pipeline, not just in South Florida, but also up towards Central Florida, Orlando, Tampa, those areas as well. Well, a new offer has been given out to a prospect from Orlando. That's four-star defensive lineman DeAndre Robinson. Uh, plays for Jones High School in Orlando. A 2024 prospect is ranked as the 200th best player in the country, according to the 24-7 Sports Composite. 20th best defensive lineman and 33rd best prospect in the state of Florida. That I, I keep saying that. That is wild to me that there are 32 prospects in the state of Florida alone that are better than the 200th ranked player in the country. But needless to say, 6'4", 300-pound lineman um, over the past handful of weeks has gotten a ton of offers. I think he actually is up to um, – actually, there's a good amount of offers. Obviously, got one from Louisville recently, um, offers from Florida State. Um, offers from Georgia, Texas A&M. This is not just this uh, past couple weeks. Um, got Georgia, uh, A&M, Mississippi, um, Texas, USC, Auburn, so on and so forth. Got an offer from Michigan this past week, Maryland, Colorado. Uh, Coach Prime gave him an offer. Uh, Pittsburgh, so on and so forth. Purdue. The list goes on. I digress. Needless to say, he's going to be an elite-level defensive line prospect. Um, when you watch DeAndre's film, uh, got double-teamed a lot this past year playing on the interior for Jones High School. Um, you can definitely tell that um, he does a great job of shedding blocks. You know, being you know six foot four, three hundred pounds um, is absolutely a force to be reckoned with on the interior in the trenches. Um, one of the prospects that you watch and he immediately pops off the page. Um, Robinson is a player that, like I said, 
got mixed up with a lot of double teams this year, but it didn't matter. You know, he is one of those players that seemingly no matter what you throw at him, he's going to get through that level of protection, get through that level of blocking, so on and so forth. Um, one thing that impressed me was just how quick he was for being, you know, 6'4", 300 pounds. Um, you know, his ability to you know, pursue opposing ball carriers out uh, toward the sidelines, you know, getting, you know, towards the opposing backfield and uh, going sideline to sideline. Um, I think obviously maybe technique can, um, you know, improve a little bit and get refined as that is usually the case with almost all defensive linemen in high school. But he does a great job of utilizing not only his strength, but his ability to, um, you know, close out gaps with speed, you know, does a good job of recognizing opposing play calls, a good job of just utilizing a quick first step for his size and then using that strength to seal the deal, get into opposing backfields, get after quarterbacks, running backs, so on and so forth. So this recruitment is one that is going to be a very, very a very, very challenge, a very, very tough challenge. I can't speak today. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's um, because it's the weekend or whatever, but I can't speak today, so you'll have to forgive me in that regard. But a recruitment that uh, is going to be a big challenge for Louisville to get involved with when you look at who's involved. You've got Georgia. You've got um, you know, A&M. You've got Florida State. You've got um, USC, Michigan. So you're going to have a lot of collegiate you know programs that are blue bloods going after a prospect that's ranked in the top 200 the 24 7 rankings he's only ranked as a, a mid-level three star the 57 or 52nd best prospect um you know on the defensive line and 88th best in in the state of florida so i wonder if the 24 7 rankings are going to rise a, a little bit more but um i, I think that getting DeAndre Robinson on campus is the next step because he's visited a ton of campuses unofficially for junior days, things of that nature. Um, obviously, I believe he went to Colorado this past week. That's going to be a tough um, place to recruit against because of how well Deion Sanders and company are recruiting. Um, he's been to Florida State's junior day, uh, the first one of 2023. That's going to be a program, Florida State, um, you know, Georgia and Colorado are going to be tough to go up against um, in this recruitment. Auburn is another one. So this is going to be a, um, a situation to where Wolves ties to the Florida area are going to be put to the test. But he's a prospect that makes a lot of sense for Louisville. Obviously, he's very talented. And obviously, you can make the um, you know connection that, well, yeah, a highly talented player is going to be a good fit for Louisville. But I think he's at a position to where in the 2024 class, defensive line might be of the highest priority because you could see guys like Des Tell possibly going to the NFL draft. Um, Jermaine Lillet is not going to be here in 2024. Um, you know, the transfers are could possibly just be short term. Um, and the last recruiting class, there really wasn't any additions to the interior of the defensive line. So um, going to be a situation. Obviously, Caleb Banks transferred out. So you're looking to probably add some players after this upcoming season from the transfer portal and 
assumingly multiple guys on the interior of the defensive line. I'm sure you have an edge rusher committed right now, TJ Capers. I wonder if he projects as more of an outside linebacker hybrid rather than a traditional um, hand-in-the-ground defensive end. But, um, yeah, I think that this recruitment makes a lot of sense because Louisville's going to have to get some difference makers on the interior. And if they want to take that next step um, as a defense, if they want to take that next step as a program in general, you have to start to recruit the defensive line better. Um, Obviously, the edges have been – Absolutely fantastic. Yaya Diaby, um, Ashton Gelati, um, outside linebackers like Yasir Abdullah. But I'm talking about like your interior. Sure, Destel and company have been great, and that's solid. But the run defense for Louisville is something that's still to be desired, and that can be – or some of those concerns can be alleviated with um, better recruiting of the interior. And not only just better recruiting of the interior in general, but more focus on the depth. I feel like the depth at the defensive line, especially on the interior, just hasn't been a point of emphasis in years past. So um, excited for Des Tell this year. Excited for the guys on the team this year. But um, you have to start looking towards tomorrow as well. And um, that includes going after high-level um, interior defensive line prospects. Um, DeAndre Robinson is going to be a very, very tough recruitment to try to get in the mix with um, when you're competing with places like Colorado, with Florida State, um, with Georgia. All three programs are recruiting at very, very, very high levels, even better so than Louisville. Um, but you know, the main thing is getting him on campus um, and, and just trying to cut that gap a little bit. And um, – you know, minimize the gap and try to get back in this recruitment. To um, I think that we're in a situation to where obviously I can't speak for the kid, but it seems like he's really just kind of enjoying the process at this point. A lot of new offers are rolling in, so I'm not necessarily sure when a list cut is going to happen, but it seems like he's taking his time and enjoying the process, rightfully so at the moment. So um, let's now talk about another four-star prospect that has received an offer from Louisville recently. That is four-star wide receiver, Alex Taylor. We'll talk about his recruitment here in just a second. After we talk about our friends over at FanDuel. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for locked on because they're the number one sports book in America. FanDuel. If you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports easy and fun. Um, the bets from the, um, AFC and NFC Conference Championship games were extremely interesting. Um, and you can kind of, you know, navigate the FanDuel app very, very easily and quickly to make those bets on the fly. Um, join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. FanDuel.com slash locked on. You have to be 21 or older in select states. First online real money wager only $10 deposit required. Refund issued as non-withdrawable sportsbook bonus bets, uh, which expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. If you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG. Um, as always, Louisville fans, I want to say thank you all for making this show your first listen of the day. An interesting opportunity. Locked On is heading to the Senior Bowl. Get inside analysis from the hosts that cover the NFL's next generation in college and find out which NFL draft boards these players will be climbing all in one location. Subscribe to Locked On NFL Draft nightly for live shows from the, or subscribe to Locked On NFL Draft for nightly live shows from the Senior Bowl on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 9 o'clock Eastern Time. All right, heading into the second segment, another big-time offer from the Cardinals 
to um, Greensboro, North Carolina native Alex Taylor, the six foot two, one hundred and seventy five pound receiver, currently ranked as the one hundred and thirty second best prospect in the twenty four seven Sports Recruiting Service, twenty ninth best wide receiver, fifth best prospect in the state of North Carolina. When you look at the composite ranking. 292nd best prospect, 47, 42nd best wide receiver, 7th best in the state of North Carolina. Like I mentioned, 6'2", 175-pound um, prospect from Grimsley High School in North Carolina. Um, he's a guy that had already cut his list, but has gotten a lot of new offers to where it's going to be interesting to see um, who the next list cut is going to be. Um, had a post on social media that seems like a list cut is coming soon um, and has kind of hinted at a possible summer decision in terms of committing. Good thing for Louisville is Mark Ivey has been in contact with Taylor over the past couple years. So although he may be new to the staff in terms of um, his recruitment, he's not new to the university in terms of what he knows about the university. Obviously, Mark Ivey on staff means a lot in this recruitment. Um, but the main thing is just to get involved in that list. When you look at Taylor's offer list, has offers from Clemson, um, offers from Auburn, Cincinnati, Miami of Ohio, NC State, North Carolina, Tennessee, Penn State, Central Florida, Virginia, Virginia Tech, Wake Forest, West Virginia. A lot of schools on the Eastern Shoreboard a lot of schools, um, you know, in the Midwest, in the Ohio Valley area. So going to be a tough one. Obviously, I could see North Carolina and Clemson really being involved in this recruitment, especially with him being from the state of North Carolina. Um, but six foot two receiver that when you watch his film does a lot of things very solid, um, solid fundamentals when it comes to high pointing the football. Um, you're not the tallest receiver, although 6'2 is pretty solid size for a wide receiver. Uh, does a good job of winning 50-50 balls. Very athletic for his frame. Um, solid route runner as well. The way he runs routes and creates separation both at the line of scrimmage and at the break of the routes kind of reminds me of a guy like Keenan Allen um, in, in the sense of Keenan might not necessarily be a player that wins a lot of 50-50 balls like um, – Alex Taylor does, but the way that he understands the space within the defense, being able to find the space and turn around, and you can tell that that chemistry is there with his quarterback of being able to recognize um, those opportunities within the defense, a reactionary type of um, route running. Um, I think that that level of awareness is extremely encouraging heading into his uh, projection toward the next level. So does a good job of you know, creating that separation at the break of routes, a solid job using, um, I think, solid footwork to um, kind of make sure that he creates that separation. I think that um, you watch him in his film and there's a lot of catches that seem like he's wide open. It's like, well, is that a lack of competition? Is that, a, you know, sort of a opponent concern? Is he playing against players that aren't his level? Well, I think that that probably could be the case with anybody playing against players that aren't their level, especially if they're top 150 in the country. But you start to watch how he creates that separation um, on curl routes, slants, uh, deep posts to the end zone, um, you know, just straight out routes, vertical routes. Um, I think that his route tree 
is extremely um, interesting because he excels both in the short yardage gains and um, going deep. So um, you know, creating that separation, um, you know, that shifting it, that shiftiness, um, second level speed um, has kind of a deceptive speed to his game as well. Um, so sort of a complete wide receiver. I don't think that there's one thing that he does extremely great outside of maybe creating separation and route running, but does a lot of things extremely solid. So uh, in terms of this recruitment, a little bit more urgency for Alex Taylor than perhaps a player like DeAndre Robinson because strictly of the um, recruiting timelines um, with Taylor looking to possibly make a decision in the summer. Maybe looking to cut his list here um, shortly in the next couple weeks or so. It is very critical that if Louisville is trying to get, you know, seriously involved in this recruitment, that they're going to have to make up ground very quickly. Um, already has released his top 10, but I wouldn't necessarily say that that is final, especially with the new offers rolling in. So, yeah, we'll kind of see where things go with this recruitment. Um, I think Louisville's on the outside looking in. Um, but regardless, going to have some tough competition in this one with Clemson and North Carolina. Um, the Cardinals haven't necessarily been very frequent visitors in the state of North Carolina when it comes to getting talent from the Carolinas. Um, they have gotten multiple players like Jair Alexander, uh, Mamari Huggins-Bruce from Dillon, South Carolina, um, so on and so forth. But a very interesting recruitment nonetheless. Um, two four-star prospects that have been offered. Obviously, here's something that I have to say because people may take it the wrong way or you know, maybe taking this um, episode as Louisville being seriously involved right off the bat. I think that um, you know, there's a possibility for Louisville to get extremely involved in this one, but excuse me. Um, I like talking about the offers. Because, you know, it, it makes it to where if you listen to the show consistently, if there is a list cut or a guy is going to come on an official visit or he commits to the program that if you've listened to the show consistently, you look back and think, well, hey, I remember you talking about that guy because you talked about him getting an offer. And granted, um, I, I just want to um, help the fan base stay informed, um, especially with there not being a lot of um, you know stuff to talk about on the um basketball side of things in the recruiting department. So um, very interesting recruitment. Like I said, nonetheless, don't mean to repeat myself, but I think it's true. Um, not sure how much Lowell was going to be able to make up ground, but it's solid to have the connection with Mark Ivy. So um, there's not total, um, you know, lack of relationship there between the Louisville coaching staff and Alex Taylor. But Taylor is a player that it, it doesn't surprise you why he's ranked inside of the top 150, inside of the top 140 because of his ability to create that separation to run routes very solidly, um, being able to high point the football with his six foot two frame and has deceptive shiftiness and second level speed in the second level of the defense. So we'll see if things um, start to progress with either DeAndre Robinson or Alex Taylor, or hopefully both. And I think the main thing, um, I feel like I'm a broken record here, but the main thing is getting these players on campus for a visit and being able to then, um, you know, take it to the next level. So, um, but that's going to wrap up the football recruiting side of things. We're going to transition over into the basketball team. Um, the loss to Notre Dame on Saturday uh, continues the losing streak. We'll talk about that here in just a second. Before we do that, 
As always, I want to say thank you all for making us your first listen of the day. Just a reminder that the Locked On Louisville podcast is free on all streaming services. want to give you a reminder. Well, I'll, not a reminder because I haven't reminded you yet. Um, I'll be gone a lot of February. Um, next week, I will be gone all week. So there probably won't be an episode from the 6th through the 10th. So there will be some days throughout the month of February to where I'll be recording two shows a day. There's going to be times where there won't be any episodes, but... I'm still going to try to have 19 shows for the month, Um, so I do apologize for the very inconsistent programming schedule, but just trying to make do with what I have um, opportunity-wise. So, Heading into the final segment of the show, the Louisville men's basketball team continue their losing streak by losing to Notre Dame 76-62 in South Bend on Saturday. The Cardinals 2-19 now, 0-10 in conference play. Um, Main takeaways from this one, the same issues that we've seen all year popped their heads up again in this one as well. Um, Poor defense. We saw that in the first half when the Notre Dame Fighting Irish scored 46 points in the first half. The Cardinals went down by 30 at one point in this game. They actually won the second half, or... Yeah, they won the second half by 8, 38 to 30. But you wonder um, if Notre Dame kind of let off the gas being up by um, 30 points and whether or not, you know, the urgency kind of went away. And, uh, yeah, that could be kind of contributed to that. So I don't necessarily look too much into the second half comeback when the game was already out of reach at the end of the first half. So, um, yeah, like I said, that was an issue. Defense effort continues to be uh, a concern all throughout the game. There's certain times where the effort uh, is there, but there's even more times where it's not. And that's why we've seen the lack of progression throughout the season. Um this is a matchup to where Notre Dame coming into this game had been really, really struggling. I mean, they're ten; they were ten and or I'm sorry, nine and twelve on the season, one and nine in conference play. One of the games where I talked about last week in the mailbag, where maybe that could have be could have been a win or a possible win, and we're looking at it now, and it's like, man, what's going on? It doesn't seem like this team is progressing at all. And I think that two things are true at the same time. Number one. You're not seeing Louisville progress. You're not seeing them improve over the course of the season. I think that there's instances throughout each game where you may see the team look a little bit better. But the overall lack of consistency and lack of consistent effort has been the hindrance for this team this whole season, and it prevents this team from getting better. Um, I think that that can be contributed to um, the players on the court, the coaching. I don't think that there's one party that is strictly at fault. I think it's a group fault here. Um, Another thing is you're seeing other teams progress throughout the season. Like we thought Louisville could have, we're starting to see other teams progress. And although Notre Dame um, may have gotten a little bit better as the season has gone on, they've really, really struggled and haven't really been all that good over the past um, handful of weeks. So, uh, looking at the box score, uh, statistically speaking, from a shooting percentage level, I mean, not much difference, not much that will lead you to believe that Notre Dame was up by, you know, over 20 points for multiple minutes this game. Uh, both Louisville shot better from the field, um, marginally worse three point shooting. They shot 50, 57% from the free throw line, but only made or let four less free throws. Um, turned the ball over uh, 12 times and had 13 assists, so a positive assist-to-turnover ratio, but 
when you look at um, Notre Dame, 16 assists to only three turnovers. So Notre Dame took care of the basketball as opposed to Louisville, um, you know, unforced turnovers, um, you know, stepping out of bounds, so on and so forth, just bad passing. Uh, Mike James led the way with 14 points for the Cardinals. Jalen Withers with 10, but uh, Sidney Curry and J.J. Trainer only combined for seven. L. Ellis was four for 12 from the field with eight points. I think that the main thing for me in this one is that the younger players need to be playing the most minutes significantly moving forward. I'm talking about Fabio Basile, um, Emmanuel Okorafor, Kamari Lance, um, Devin Ree. Those guys should be playing north of 25 minutes per game moving forward because at this point, what do you have to lose? You're gearing towards the future. There's going to be a lot of the veterans on this team that probably won't be back. Um, I have no problem with guys like L. Ellis playing the majority of the game as well because you know he's been you know putting out consistent effort from a game in game out you know perspective. Um, but um, at this point, I just don't see any reason why guys like Emmanuel Corfor, who very well could have been your best player yesterday in his very first game as a Cardinal, um, I don't understand why you know Fabio Basile, Devin Ree, um, Kamar. I mean, Kamari Lance has been playing a lot. Um, you know, he played 21 minutes. Probably should be playing more. But there's no reason why if you elect to play. Emmanuel Corfor this season, which you have, so his red shirt is now burned, which I'm, I'm okay with if you play him throughout the rest of the season. Um, but you, you need to play. I don't. I'm. I'm really not buying the. Um, well, it has to kind of fit into the scheme because at this point, it's it's kind of hard to tell what that is. And you know, you saw Notre Dame. You know, consistent effort um, looked better on the field, better on the court than most players. Um, so Emmanuel Corfor, Fabio Basile, Kamari Lands, Devin Ree should be playing a lot of these games because at this point you're two and nineteen, zero and ten in conference play. What does it matter? It's not like you're gaining or losing anything significantly. You're trying to get these players ready to where you can try to resurrect, um, you know, the program in year two. So um, yeah, I think that that's kind of my main takeaways from the basketball game. Obviously, two new offers, DeAndre Robinson. And Alex Taylor, we also talked about the Louisville men's basketball loss at Notre Dame. But that's going to wrap up this edition of the show. Everyone have a great day. We'll see you right back here tomorrow.